Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rebuild You podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Vasquez, and as a coach, a communicator, and content creator, each week I'll be here to help you rebuild and restore your life, your family, and your business so that you can get back to living your purpose. Through messages and guests, I look forward to becoming your number one podcast, helping you create and rebuild the things that you love. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited, as always, to have you here with me today, listening to the Rebuild You podcast. And as always, you're in for a treat. Today, I brought back my guest, Michael Arechavaleta. He is this amazing man, father, entrepreneur, and he once was a husband, um, still is, but on a different level, let's say. Uh, he lost his wife to a tragic motorcycle accident a few years ago, and he is left to be a single dad to four amazing and beautiful children who also happen to be special needs. This episode is so powerful. Can I tell you, I just let Michael like run with it um, because he, he just had this. We talked about relationships. We talked about self-discipline, shifting from negative mindset to a positive mindset. We talked about being unhappy and not bringing people down with you. We talked about determination and vision um, and exercise. We talked about forgiveness and the importance of it. And more than anything, I think this whole episode was truly about you know overcoming this trauma, but also chasing after the life that he desired and how you can do the same. So I'm so excited, as I said, to have you here. Enjoy this episode. You're dropping into a conversation that we had uh, that was just full of so much knowledge. I'm going to tell you, I I was thinking, you know, we're going to get on this episode and talk about how Michael has been doing over the past couple years since he lost his wife. Um, and thinking, you know, I was thinking we're going to talk about, um, you know, how they have uh, grieved or mourned and, and overcome, which we did talk about all these things. But um, I just love how Michael just really dove in. And his heart was for you all. He wanted to help you all transform your lives and overcome whatever it is that you're going through, help you overcome it through all of these um, empowering tips and thoughts and advice and strategies that he shares with you in this episode. So let's dive right in and let's just hear what Michael has to say. So, so happy to have him here with us. Welcome to Michael. How long were you and your wife married? 16 years. 16 years. She died two days after our 16-year wedding anniversary. The new house was our 16-year wedding anniversary gift. So so you're 16 years in, four kids. I decided that her death wasn't going to be the end of my life. Mm -hmm. Her dying wasn't going to be the death of me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to make sure that, yeah, it hurt when she died. Mm-hmm. But I went on to live an amazing life mm-hmm. and leave a legacy that cannot be erased. You know what I mean? For our children, like I have to be so successful that my children are going to be taken care of. And there's no way they're going yeah. to be able to piss away semejante herencia. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And just to be real, you know, being real, you know, our 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 marriage was 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 really, really rough and it didn't have to be. You know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in retrospect, I think if I if we would have been more open and sought help. And got counseling like I had begged my wife to over and over and over again. But you know, and I and I, you know, there's no 
you know, you can't really blame her either for the way that she was. She was on the spectrum. She never got any help, you know. Uh, her family just kind of treated her like that, you know, outcast, every person that nobody could understand. Mm-hmm. She never really let a whole lot of people get close to her like that. Yeah. So, you know, me being able to mm-hmm. and having that experience with her, it's really, really enabled me to help a lot of other people mm-hmm. in their relationship because I know all of the mistakes I'm doing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I know all of the mistakes not to make. I mean yes. seriously like, hey, you wanna you wanna uh you wanna have a really happy, vibrant, you know, relationship, there's certain pitfalls that you need to avoid and there's certain areas in which you need to foster growth well give us some of those give us some of the pitfalls to avoid and some of the things that you should foster what would you say i'm putting you on the spot (laughs) okay well one of the pitfalls that you need to avoid is entering into a parasitic relationship Mm. parasitic relationships are very very common Mm. they're i mean they are the norm whereas okay you have two people who are not really whole within themselves or happy with themselves or they don't love themselves. I mean, if you can't even start there, like if you don't really like who you are, then you really don't be, you really have no business entering into a relationship with somebody else because you ain't gonna like them anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna love anybody more than you love yourself. So when you say parasitic, meaning like they're just kind of, kind of suck they're life. They're going to latch onto another yes. person yes. to feed off of that person. I need to take from this person because this person makes me feel a certain way about myself yes. or they tell me what I need to hear or they treat me a certain way that makes me feel like I have value and I'm important to somebody. Yeah, that's, that's good. parasitic. You're trying, you're trying to latch onto another being mm-hmm. and suck out of them what you need. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, that's 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 a number one pitfall to avoid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you are a parasite, please, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get yourself some help, you know, and do do whatever work you gotta do in you yes. first. Because yes. then you, you, you're just gonna go from one host to another. Yes. To another. Yeah. To another. <laughs> well, you know, most people walk around unfortunately living lives that they didn't design. Mm-hmm. You know, they were working in a job because it was the one that they could get. Mm-hmm. Or it was because it was the field that their parents told them that they needed to study. You know, everybody's a doctor in this family. Everybody's an electrician in that family. Everybody's a plumber. Daddy was a plumber. My brother's a plumber. I'm a plumber. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong, anything wrong with being a plumber, but if you're meant to be a concert pianist, what the hell are you doing in a construction stuff? Yes. You know, and so... That's one thing that's really going to make you unhappy as an individual. Mm-hmm. If you really don't know, or you're not living a life that you chose. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about it is most people are living lives that they didn't choose and they have no idea. Yeah. They're yeah. That, you know, so I'm just true. going with the flow. Yeah. I'm doing what I got to do to make it, you know, just trying to get by. And that's, that's really not conducive to happiness. You do that for long enough and then you'll be like, oh my God. What the hell did I do with my Angry, life? bitter. At that point, sometimes it's kind of late for you to make your dreams want to happen. You know what I mean? When you've wasted all of your youthful years and now you're unhealthy and you're in your 50s and in your 60s and mm-hmm. the hachaca and the <laughs> You know, it's, you know it, it's never too late un- unless you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But you have to, you have to try to avoid... I would say, number one, getting into a relationship when you know you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Because if you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, mm-hmm. you will settle for what you think you deserve. Yes. Yeah, that's you so You will good. settle for that man who just pays you attention. You don't even like him. You think he's but just because he pays you attention. You don't like what you see in the mirror. You will accept whatever... Life just throws at you. Life's throws. You yeah. will not fight for what you know you deserve. Yeah. And until you don't have some self-respect. And that comes from self-discipline. Yeah. Until you do not apply self-discipline in some area of your life, mm-hmm. then you don't earn that without self-discipline. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to get it. Mm-hmm. 
self-respect, unless you don't respect yourself, is when you set a goal and you say, I'm going to do it. If you literally wire in your brain to actually produce those feel-good chemicals. Like, well, I, I mm-hmm. like this. this, this yeah, it doesn't matter good. if it's waking up. One thing that really, really helped my life take off was waking up at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, as a parent of a special needs kid, that is not easy because sometimes it was two, three, four o'clock in the morning and Ashley was up screaming mm-hmm. and I have to still get up mm-hmm. when the alarm clock mm-hmm. discipline. Yeah, when you make good. that commitment to yourself and you actually follow through with it, you have to make your, your, your goal so small mm-hmm. that you can't fail. Yes, yeah. The only take one, you ingrain one discipline and it starts to affect every other area of your life. Yeah. Just where I started was, okay, well, I'm going to work out every day. It doesn't matter if I'm doing five push-ups, ten push-ups. It, doesn't, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I started in my bedroom, in my bathroom. I was ashamed to go to the gym mm-hmm. because for me, it was iron therapy. Mm-hmm. Every rep, I was just bombarding my mind. I'm literally listening to my motivational speeches while I'm doing the exercise, thinking about my why. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even thinking about the rest. I don't even start counting until it starts hurting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't count. I don't What's your why? Why? Sh- and, share share I, your why with us. Because I refuse to go to the grave end. Mm. I believe in what God has placed in me and not. And I want it to come up. Mm. I know that he gave me talent. He gave me intellect. He gave me strength that I have never tapped into in my life. I was a quitter. Mm. I was a guy, I was a negative, I was the negative guy again. Every time something bad happened, it was the end of the world. Mm. But when it came down to, okay, now this is really the end of the world. And I said, I'm going to really, really kick this in the ass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this the most easy thing I could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. that's my vision that's what I'm going to do and as you when you put that vision in your mind mm-hmm. of what it looks like as you focus on it it actually activates your RAS system your reticular activating system mm-hmm. and your brain starts to notice all of these things in your environment that will help you to achieve that goal and it's like focusing on a lens and then once you get that laser focus on your goal mm-hmm. and you can tighten that focus mm-hmm. then that's when you really start to see the change because yeah. now your life is taking direction now you're not just reacting to your environment you are driving the ship of your life now mm-hmm. I'm aiming towards something now I can actually track my progress I can hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. I have a plan. I have a clear plan as to what I want to achieve in life. Mm-hmm. And you can aim for that. But when you're in survival mode, you're just trying to not yeah. ah, yeah. punch as they come. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you're not going, you're never going to get out of survival mode on your own. Mm-hmm. People spend their entire lives in survival mode. Yeah. It's terrible. Okay. So. Like I said, you're gonna have to keep me on a specific training. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I, I listen. <laughs> you have to. You have to do those things on a personal level first. Yes, like, that's so good. Like, the key, I think, is like you said, you're unhappy with yourself, right? Exactly. Like you don't love yourself. And that word unhappy, I think, is something that we can so relate to, right? If you're an unhappy person, then you should be working on that. Because if you get into a relationship, you're basically getting into a relationship to feel happy. And exactly. Yeah. You're waiting for that other person to yeah. be the source of your yes. happiness. Yeah. You're not looking at, okay, how can I add value to this person's life? Yeah. Is this person going to add value to my life? Yes. Or is this going to be just another stress factor? Like, I don't have enough to deal yes. with. I'm going to bring another stress factor? Yes. Come on. Yes. And then we wonder why relationships don't work. It's expectations. It's expectations. I, you know, that was like a whole, exactly. you know, I did exactly. a, a you chapter on it. And yeah. people are unhappy when the story that they have told themselves about their life doesn't match their reality. There's yes. a disconnect. There's discord here. And mm-hmm. so you're like, okay, this doesn't match my expectations. Okay. 
Well, you have to you have to do some soul searching and find out. Okay, what is my philosophy? What is mm-hmm. my expectation? Because mm-hmm. you know what, nobody has a right to get upset about two things in life: the things that you can change and the things that you can't. Mm-hmm. So, do not focus on the things you can't change. Right. Because, para qué? For mm-hmm. what? Why, why are you going to waste your energy? Like, like seriously, I yeah. cannot. For as much as I cry and I will and I desire from the depths of my soul, I cannot bring her back. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. not coming back. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? When did, but, it, when did it click? Like, what happened? Do you remember the moment that you felt like, okay, I'm mourning and, and we all need to mourn. And now I have to get up and I have to go and I have to move and I have to live. Like, do you remember that moment? Like, how did it happen? When I was thinking about my children, because I was thinking about, okay, if I, if I go the easy route, what happens? Um, Maybe my dad will be able to take care of my kids. They might get split up between my parents. You know, my dad lives up in Maryland. My mom's in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would have worked, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because not that I thought that nobody else could handle my kids, but, you know, because I'm talking about me killing myself. Because that crossed my mind mm-hmm. on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I've got life insurance. I've had it long enough. I'm, I'm just being real. Yeah, being that's real. good. Yeah. I have life insurance. Mm-hmm. I've had it long enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll be okay, money-wise. They'll be all right, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I was like, but what would that do to my children, though? Mm-hmm. Like, that would that would be the epitome of daddy being a coward. Mm-hmm. And even though I was feeling inside of me that I could really do something great with this, mm-hmm. like, I was like, how many, other, how many other people in the planet have this opportunity when stars align, where everything is that jacked up yeah to be able to say i was i was able to turn it around and actually build something out of my life mm-hmm. be somebody yeah and i thought about my children and i thought about my daughter and each one individually mm-hmm. and i saw that yes that was enough that was enough to get me out of survival mode but once I was out of survival mode, which was, well, I would probably say more like around the one-year mark, mm-hmm. you know, like really, really out of survival mode. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about where now I'm really, really, really thinking clearly and I'm more thinking into the future, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm really dialed in. You know what I mean? Where I've already made all mistakes. I've you know, gone mm-hmm. through my emotional roller coaster because it's just a reality. Of, mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to go through it. You're going to fall on your face. You're going to have people who don't believe in you. You're going to have people who don't support you. You're going to have people who will literally tell you that what you are believing for yourself is stupid mm. and pointless. I mean, you know, I had family members that I loved and cared about. Literally look me in the face and say, Michael, you're 38 years old. Your wife died. You have four special needs children. You have no life. And you know what? In that moment, I was so beat down and sad that I said, yeah, I know. Mm. With my mouth. Mm -hmm. But inside of me, I was like, can watch me. Uh-huh. Watch me. Because I just knew. Uh-huh. I was like, and I felt bad. Uh-huh. I felt bad when I said with my mouth, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Because I knew that that's not what I right. knew. Right. I knew that, no, I do have a life. Yeah. I'm still going to dance. I'm still going to laugh. Uh-huh. I'm going to go skydiving. I'm going to do all of these things that scare me. Mm-hmm. and make me a better human being. Mm, that's good. So it's a lot of times you're really going to have to push through mm-hmm. a whole lot of crap. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to wade through a whole lot of crap mm-hmm. because 
I was in really, really bad shape. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of injuries. I couldn't go and I couldn't go and lift weights. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. I, could, I couldn't really have a set time to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's not like I could just take Asher with me or take my kids with me and leave them in the daycare at the gym like normal kids. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. And so I, for a while, long while, I had to work out mm -hmm. from home. I had to do it. I mean, my bathroom is my sanctuary. I've got, got this portrait in there, right there on the sink, right next to where I, you know what I mean? I was shaving my face, and she told me, one diaper at a time, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. You can do it. You can do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm asking myself, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. I, you know, so having that vision, having that focus, when, I'm, when I was doing my workouts in my bathroom, I'd be looking in the mirror and I'd look at her. And every time I would think about her, I would just be, I was using the exercise to, to work through the trauma. Yes. Mm. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a philosopher, mm. although I know a lot of philosophy now. Mm -hmm. yeah. I bombard myself with philosophy. I literally, and, and, and when I really, really focused in on what I really wanted to achieve is I really want to bring awareness for other parents of special needs kids. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I was alluding to earlier when I said that we could have saved ourselves a lot of trouble because mm -hmm. we had a lot on our plate and we were so stressed out. Mm -hmm. We didn't even know why we fought all the time. Mm -hmm. you, I, I learned that, you know, parents of kids with severe autism have an extremely high divorce rate because it's just so stressful on them yeah. that you can't take it. Yeah. If we would have known the amount of self-care that is necessary. Mm. Like once I started waking up at that same time, every morning, every morning, every morning, what I did was to not only just get a head start on work and everything else. No, my first priority every day was to love myself, take care of myself, improve myself, set my mind for the day mm -hmm. and everything started to really really boom away from me after that you know what i mean like, like the bible tells us life doesn't happen to us you know so sobre todas las cosas guarda tu corazón porque de él emana la vida your life flows, flows from heart. you yes your life flows out of you mm -hmm. life is not designed to give you what you want mm -hmm. life gives you who you are, mm -hmm. what you deserve, because you get in life what you deserve, you know, what you've earned, yeah. who you are, you know what I mean? You want to have that positive mindset where you're just making things happen and everything's clicking and you're in a flow state. It's going to take you doing some yes. things to put yourself in that yes. mindset. Yes. It's going to mean ignoring the negativity. It's going to mean maybe not interacting with social media as much as you used to. You know what I mean? And some mm -hmm. people all have addictions to their phones. Mm -hmm. um, some people are just really, really not dealing with their inner issues of needing that attention and approval from other people so much. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of put yourself in a bad position of making progress when you're waiting from, for exterior stimuli from other flawed human beings, but they might give it to you one day. Mm -hmm. They may not give it to you the next day. Right, right. You know what I mean? You've got to have that internal engine that you're going to push yourself. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm just going, I resolve this in my mind mm -hmm. and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. It does not happen on its own. Yeah. And, and it's I, and you make such a good point because it's like it doesn't happen on its own. It doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes it's planting the seed, you know, and you're planting the seed and you could have certain things that you plant a seed and it takes years to grow and years to mature. But it's about watering it. It's about consistent, being consistent with I it. As you like said, specific like bamboo tree. Yeah, self discipline. Yeah, as you said, and it's like five. It takes like five years to sprout, but yeah. once it sprouts, it like grows. You know what I mean? Yeah, like ridiculously in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So the question about that plant is, how long is it growing? Mm -hmm. Does it start growing while it sprouts out of the ground? Mm -hmm. Or is that growing for five years? The answer is it's been growing for five years. Right, right. Because if during those five years somebody stopped watering that seed, it would have never happened. Right, right. And that's like, that, that can be applied to every single arena in life. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's 
relationship, you know, personal development, mm -hmm. uh, physical health, yeah, business, mental health, dealing with your children. Mm -hmm. It's really just you breaking down what you want, mm -hmm. focusing your mind on it, and then creating a game plan as to how you're going to daily, yeah. every day, work on that. Because yes. it's going to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel awkward. You're going to feel stupid. Your brain is going to tell you to stop because it wants to keep you comfortable. Right. But when you actually study the brain and you learn how the brain works and how how you achieve neuroplasticity or, or flexibility in your brain for learning, mm -hmm. um, it's through stimulation, nutrition, and rest. And that's... Mm -hmm. Pretty much universal with our body as well. You want a muscle to grow, you have to stimulate it, mm -hmm. feed it, and rest. Yeah. Because you're not growing while you're stimulating it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People think yeah. that, you know, they can just run on all cylinders all the time and that mm -hmm. they're making progress. No, mm -hmm. you're just staying busy. Yeah. And I love you the know? analogy of the muscle because the muscle is something that you're working out and you're tearing. So yes. it's, there's a tearing, there's a ripping, there's a, you know, there's, there's pain sometimes involved with that in and, order and for it, it to be stronger. And for me, it was such an easy blend with my emotional trauma mm -hmm. because I would feel the burn while I'm feeling the pain because I would actually put myself there mentally. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking the traumatic thoughts and I'm crying either from physical pain or mm -hmm. emotional pain. That's one of the things that really kept me out of the gym mm -hmm. for so long. Wow. Because my workouts were iron therapy. Mm, you know, yes. my kids would hear me. Yeah. <laughs> they hear me. Yeah. And my daughter would be like texting me, Honey, are you okay? Because her bedroom was right under the oh. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need me? I'm like, no, princess, it's just my iron therapy. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you're working through... Mm -hmm. So real stuff. Yeah. I mean, you. So sometimes in life you're gonna have to get intense. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's do or die. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's time to 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 show up or go home. You know what right. I mean? You're either gonna right. you're either gonna stand up and fight or you're gonna pack it in. Exactly. And you know that for me, this was one of those times. You right. Know what I, mean? I wasn't gonna make it if I was just gonna try and coast through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I didn't. I wanted this to be that one thing that I said, you know what? I said it and I did it. And it was easy for me to start with my body mm -hmm. because I could control it. Mm -hmm. I could control how I used my time. Yeah. I could control what I put in my face. Mm -hmm. Now let me let me let me just tell you. I come from a family on my mother's side of the family who raised me that almost uh, like a large percentage of us or not just overweight, but morbidly obese. Mm -hmm. Like I've had family members that have had that gastric bypass surgeries and everything. So I know how to get big. Like mm -hmm. I have seen it. You know what I mean? I grew up with big people. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It would have been very, very easy for me to find comfort in food. Right. For me to say, you know what? I'm just going to. Yeah, drown your emotions with food, or yeah. I had I had seen I had seen family members, you know, what I mean, that had gone through real trauma. You know, yeah. they, they lived in very very poor conditions, and mm -hmm. they had gone through real trauma in their childhood, and they went and they found that comfort in food. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to find a, a, I, I, I need I need to do something that's going to make me stronger. Yes. I need to do something that's going to help me to to free my mind, not yes. lock me where I am. Yes, yeah. And I came good. through literally just bombarding myself mm -hmm. with motivational speaking, yeah. philosophy. Yeah. I really, really delve very deeply into philosophy. Yeah. Marcus Aurelius, Miyamoto Musashi, I mean, I've <laughs> always posted quotes from these guys, but this is not just something I, I, like I've been meditating on this stuff this isn't like this isn't fake this yeah. is real yeah like, this stuff works yes you really change your philosophy and yeah. I describe philosophy as the lens through which you view the world yeah and you're making so many great points the specific thing that stands out too again is another thing is drowning our thoughts 
with what we want, what we desire in life, stacking the positive thought. I would not have made it. I would not have made it when I have constant reminders. Yeah. Everything was a reminder. Sure. And it, I had to deal with so much. I still have to deal with so much. Uh, on the 26th, I have to go to court and actually address the court. But I say I have to because this, that's something that I imposed on myself. You know, I had the option of just saying, you know, let it go. You know, just not, not show up to the court date. Just say, you know, whatever happened because, you know, he's a young soldier, mm-hmm. the person who hit my wife, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and he is a medic in the military. Oh, so and that's, okay, so that so court is for the person who... For the actual accident, yes. Oh, wow. Yes, the actual accident, yes. You know, it's two years, almost two years down the road. Wow. And this is still an ongoing, right. you know... So accident. what happened with that? Have you heard his side of the story? Have you heard... No. No, I have not heard his side of the story. I have not heard anything. But here's what I do know. You know, um, you know, it's 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 a legal matter. But he, you know, there were no drugs in his system. Mm-hmm. You know, by all evidence, it was just an accident. Yeah. You know, yeah. for all, as far as I can tell, he probably never even saw my wife. He never even knew what happened mm-hmm. until afterwards. You know, twenty-three mm. year old medic in the army. Wow. And he was the first responder. He was the one, the first one on site who, to help my wife. And so the only person who can tell me if my wife, because by the time EMS and police showed up, my wife was no longer here. Mm-hmm. So the only one that can tell me whether my wife had any last words is the person who's responsible for her death. You know what I mean? Some people might not see the intricacies of that, but I am shown that as an opportunity Mm -hmm. because I need to know. Mm -hmm. I need to know. Do you feel like this is going to be your final like closure in a way? Yes. Yes. This is going to, this is going to provide my family closure. And you know what? You know, the district attorney, he came and he told me, you know, he's got an attorney. He has no prior record. He's going to get probation. He's not going to go to jail. There's really, there's nothing, this, this is standard procedure, you know, for the law, his first defense, vehicular manslaughter, he's pleading guilty, you know, there's really nothing that I can do, I'm very sorry, and I'm like, I, that's fine, but I need to know, like, I need mm-hmm. to be able to address him and, and find out if my baby had any last words, did she suffer, yeah. I need to know the details of my wife's last moments, like, like I need that for my family, yeah. you know? I yeah. need that for my children. Mm-hmm. And I already know what I'm going to say to that young man. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let anything rob me mm-hmm. from what I have to say to that young man. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's an opportunity that I'm going to take. Yes. What's, what, it's an opportunity for what? To forgive him. Mm. Mm. That's big. That's huge. I love that because I think that too many times people think that holding on to unforgiveness, holding on to the pain, holding on to the loss is... Uh, I mean, because you have to deal with that emotion too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, had, I, had, I always put it to myself, okay, I, can, I have two choices in front of me. It's either going to be black or white, right? Mm-hmm. Either I'm going to go jump with <laughs> I'm gonna go to it, or yeah, I'm going to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, because what, what do I know? Mm-hmm. What do I know about what that boy has had to deal with? What do I know? I had to go to therapy. I didn't have to see the accident. I didn't, I saw my wife's body afterwards at the funeral after they had already worked on her, and I still said, I'm not going to let my children see their mother like that. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't go to the hospital and see her. Mm-hmm. That would have jacked me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure. So what do I know about what that man has had to wow. see? You know? I think that that is God's amazing work in you to be able to have grace and show grace and have mercy um, and that that just speaks volume. I mean, I, I just I commend you because 
Um, it's not. It's, it's, it's not. Just, it's God in you. I know. Okay. I know. Uh, <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I didn't need to pray for me to know what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. I needed to pray for the strength to do what I know that I need to yes. do. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to ask God to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's already in you. You already know it. You already know. What would Jesus do, right? You know? Yes. What yes. would Jesus do? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, that was an opportunity that I was not going to give up. And believe yeah. it or not, I almost didn't get that opportunity. Mm. Because when the court date came and they were going to close the case, he was not there. Mm. And his attorney was present and they were just going to settle everything. And I said to the district attorney, please. Please, can we reschedule this? Mm-hmm. I know he's in the military. I know he's probably furloughed, but it's important to me. Mm-hmm. He's six hours away. He's not here, but can we reschedule this for when he can be present so I can ask him some questions because I need closure and I need to. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Good for you. I think, like I said, and I know, you know, in your humility, um, you know, you don't want to take credit. And and um, and that's why I say I know that it's God through you. What I'm saying is there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in this life that would say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would forgive somebody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I would do that until it happens. Yeah. Yeah. A chance to really go out and actually say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I have to. I've actually been given the opportunity to show that kind of grace, that kind of, you know, genuine forgiveness, that love of God that only God can give you. You know what I mean? Those are those opportunities that God gives you in life. Mm -hmm. They don't always come Mm -hmm. the way you want them. They're not easy. Mm -hmm. But if you're Yes, the courage to take them. Yes. The courage to take the opportunity that God gives you. Como sea, And you just try to be the highest expression of yourself that you can. Mm-hmm. The best human being that you can. The best businessman that you can. The best mom that you can. And you just make it an earnest effort to make a game plan as to how you're going to achieve that mm-hmm. every single day, mamita. Two years, three years, four, five years of you just improving yourself every day, you will not recognize yourself in five years. Or you can stay the same and complain about your environment. That is constantly changing anyway. But you're just wiring your brain to complain about the next thing Mm -hmm. instead of saying, okay, this next challenge, you know what I mean? That, that, that's, 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 that's human experience, right? Yeah. Limitless opportunity mixed with, you know what I mean? Drastic and tragic. You know what I mean? There's the, the two spectrums, you know, like two ends on right. the spectrum. Right. Um, you know, you, you're, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to escape it. Yeah. There's too much pain in this life. You know what I mean? It's way too random. Yes. And in, in our suffering and our life experiences, we like to internalize Mm-hmm. You really do like to internalize them like they're so unique to us. Yes. But I can guarantee you. You're not as special. <laughs> as, as unique as I think my pain is to me. Yes. And as unique as I think my situation is to me. You know, I just learned the other day. I had heard about this guy for a long time, but I never really knew his origin story. Wim Hof, you know, mm-hmm. the guy who does yes. the, the, the cold, spinning, yeah, the dips. Cold yeah. and sitting there and everything. Yeah, but do you know how he started? No. His wife committed suicide, and he was left a single dad of four kids. Wow. I, I didn't know that. I just learned that the other day, and I'm like, you know what, see? There's another, like, every, there's another there's another person who has gone out there and done exactly what yeah. I'm trying to do. It's not impossible, yes, because maybe his kid weren't disabled. But so what? Maybe right. I'm the first one who's supposed to do it with disabled kid, and I can I just know this within my soul. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that really pushed me to continue the process. Mm-hmm. To not just stop. Because if I wanted to, I could stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm in good shape now. I'm healthy. I'm doing capoeira again. I can do backflips. I can rock climb. I can do stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm feeling vibrant. I'm feeling strong. Um, you know, I'm going out there. I'm getting after it. I'm, I'm expanding my business. You know, things are going well. I've kind of sort of got the kids, you know, going. Where oh my God, Ashley, aren't you going to therapy now? That's wonderful. Two times a week starting in January, and he actually walks into the clinic on his own now. That's so oh, great. Oh man amazing things are happening that's awesome it's absolutely amazing yeah how's your daughter doing i know she you know she's the oldest and i know it was so hard for you for her it was and for you but it was so hard for her she's the only girl how is she doing and really really you know having a hard time Mm -hmm. dealing with the loss of her mom you know she's a 16 year old girl she kind of needs her mom right now you know she needs that that woman figure to kind of help her figure herself out and mm-hmm. hey she's got to deal with daddy you know what i mean i do the best i can i take her to la peluqueria <laughs> i do all of the stuff you know i take her to get her hair her nails done to get her eyebrows you know blocked, and pull the line. you know i'll send her shopping with a babysitter yeah. and stuff like that. um but i have a really really good relationship with her mm-hmm. and uh I am her biggest friend, mm-hmm. and so as, as as big as I dream for myself, and as mm-hmm. much as I want to accomplish for myself, I dream even bigger for my children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every yes. time they talk to me, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And now she's really, really found a really healthy outlet, mm-hmm. um, which is her artwork. Awesome. And you know, she's actually started, you know, coming out of her, you know, shell a little bit and wanting to share some of it on social media. I think I could open an Instagram page. And- some of my artwork on there I'm like yes just as long as it's only your artwork <laughs> <laughs> oh no dad yeah, yeah. that's good but that's it's a good. healthy outlet for her yeah you know and some of it is a little bit weird and she loves anime you yeah. know what I mean? stuff like that but you have to you know foster their gifts yes. and trust in God yes. that they will figure it out along the way yeah now with my daughter I'll tell you I was worried there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was worried there for a little bit because uh, I think it was the Saturday after Thanksgiving 2019, I had to have her admitted into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really could not watch her and take care of her, you know, yeah. other brothers. Yeah. You know, and I didn't have anybody else with me at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my mom was not staying with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I didn't, I had to, I had to have her admitted into a hospital and that was very, very, very difficult, you know, yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. But you, you cannot, as a parent, you cannot help the feeling of helpless, just sheer powerlessness. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that's one of the, what, that's one of the worst feelings as a parent to feel powerless, to feel helpless. Especially, especially when you like, like, I think. Yeah, all hell broke loose after I did that first podcast with you. Because as soon as you make a clear and definitive stand and statement as Mm, to what you want to do, who you want to be, that's when life is going to say, oh, really? Yes, let's, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. (laughs) Yes, let's Let's see. see. Let's see. (laughs) And, And it's like, you know combinations coming at you and you're bobbing and weaving and trying mm-hmm. to keep your head but as long as you can keep your sight mm. and not lose yes. your nerve mm. Les Brown talks about you not losing your nerve because mm-hmm. if you do not take consistent action if you do not develop that self-discipline that's going to become your body leading your mind mm-hmm. your your action training your mind as to mm-hmm. how to think and what it wants yeah then you will lose your nerve you'll have the inspiration you'll have the motivation but you won't be able to maintain it long term because you're going to have all of the external stimuli telling you don't it's too hard mm-hmm. why you didn't try and do that right for what People don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody want to see no work in progress. <laughs> don't nobody give a damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to have all of these external stimuli telling you why you should give up. Mm-hmm. Why your dream is futile. Why it's never going to amount to anything. Why it's 
you know, it's not really going to change anything. So, you know, just give up. Go yes. for it. So you get muscles? Yeah. No. It's about more than muscles. Mm-hmm. It's about so much more than muscles for me. Right. Yes. I, I am very, very happy. <laughs> I appreciate the muscles, but it's about so much more yeah, than muscles. Yeah, that's a bonus. <laughs> who you become along yeah. the way. Yeah. About who you become along the way. Yes, of course. You know what I mean? I knew everything that I was going to do to myself was mm-hmm. going to make me a more vibrant, attractive human being. And yes, mm-hmm. that's a good feeling. That's a good mm-hmm. thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing. Right. Right. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. You being a self-confident, uh, in uh, you being a person who's secure in mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and who you are and the value that you bring to the marketplace, mm-hmm. to a relationship, to a family, to the world, knowing that your life has value, that has meaning, that you're bringing yes. something to the world, mm-hmm. that changes everything. Yes. That changes everything. Now you're not trying to get stuff out of it. No, you're bringing mm-hmm. stuff to the world. What can yes. I bring to the world? Yeah, you're serving. What can I project yeah. from me? Mm-hmm. And you look at your life as you being either a force for good or a force for evil, and yeah. you think about every interaction that you have like that, Yeah. you tend to try... To, if you're trying to be a higher version of yourself, you want to be that positive influence mm-hmm. on your child, mm-hmm. on your coworker, mm-hmm. on that person that just cut you off in traffic. You know what I mean? Right. But when you're stressed out and you're in survival mode, you ain't thinking like that. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, ah, oh, I'm out of my way. I'm trying to get to work. You know yes. what I mean? So it's all a matter of taking the constant, the, the, the consistent steps that you have to do mm-hmm. by changing your physiology. And literally overriding your thinking. Mm. You have to override your thinking. Yeah. Doing it halfway is not going to change it. Because yes. you've been thinking the way you've been thinking your entire life. And those neural networks, those neural pathways have mm-hmm. been being constructed through your past experiences and everything you've learned and experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. But most people live their lives from the past. Yeah. Not from the future that yeah. they want to create. Right. Yeah, that's so true. So, so true. You can't live your life in the past. The past is finite. It's definite. You can't change it. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. You you have to live your life in the future. And Mm -hmm. if you're aiming towards something, not running from something, your perspective is a whole lot different. different. And like the lion and the gazelle. Yeah, yeah. The gazelle runs because he doesn't want to get eaten. Mm Mm-hmm. Most people do that in life. They're like, okay, I'm going to work hard so I don't get fired. Mm. Or I'm going to show up on time so I don't, you know, I get fired. Yes. Or I'm going to do just as much as I have to to stay comfortable. Yes. And then I stop. Yes. Well, yeah. no. The lion is like, I got to run because if I don't chase this gazelle, I ain't going to eat. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't stop until he eats. And then he just goes out to the next gazelle the next right. day. And he's going to keep on chasing something yeah. instead of running from something. Right. Yeah, that's instead good. Of running from your past, chase the life that you want. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen unless you literally reprogram the yeah. mind. Yeah. To yeah. think in the way that you want to mm-hmm. think. If you want to, and it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. Right. It does not happen overnight. Yeah. That's a biblical law that is yeah. universal yeah. to all things in life. Seed, time, harvest. Yeah. yeah. If you are not willing to plant that seed yeah. and water it over a period of time, you will not see a harvest. Right. That's and, so true. And you have to so true. you have to really watch over it. You have to mm-hmm. diligently water it every day and make yeah. sure that you don't have any animals that are coming along. Not, mm-hmm. not exterior stimuli that are going to come and screw up your seed. Yeah. That could be a parasitic relationship. Mm-hmm. That could be, you know, maybe a negative family member mm-hmm. that, oh my God, I have, I have one yeah. family member that it didn't matter how much weight I lost or how much muscle mass I put on. <laughs> yes. Don't we all have them? I have. You always have the family members. Yes, I have those too. Every time I see them, you've gained weight, right? You know what? That's okay. That's okay. And just because somebody doesn't believe in your dream or somebody doesn't support you, doesn't mean that they're an evil person. No, it's not. And I always attack the devil. They're just people, and they don't have to see it for you. Yeah. The only person who has to believe in you is you. Yeah. And as long as you believe in it enough that you can do it, you can make it happen as long as you're willing to put in work. Yes. 
thank you for sharing your story, for being so transparent and open with us. Um, I think, like, as I said, it's going to really help so many people. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's always a pleasure to come on. Mm-hmm. And I'm really humbled and very appreciative of the opportunity. It's not always easy. Yeah. You know, I need to open yourself up and share. And I'm at a much more solid point now where it's much easier mm-hmm. to talk about the processes and everything mm-hmm. that I went through. You know, I mean, the motion is not so raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the neurostimuli is not so fresh, you know? So I really, really have to focus on something for it mm-hmm. to really come back vividly in my mind. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this 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 is by no means you know a small feat. This this takes yeah. this does take a lot of courage, and I, I you know I'm just grateful for the opportunity yes. to be able to step up to the plate because I know that there's somebody out there. Yes, there's at least one. Mm-hmm. There's at least one that this will change their You're right, and there is. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening to the Rebuild You podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. If I have, please be sure to give this podcast a review, share the episodes, and give them a great rating so that I can continue to serve you and others. For more about me and my services, like my coaching, the monthly coaching group, and my book, Recreate Your Love, feel free to visit my website, www.rebuilduniversity.com. And you can also email me at rebuildupodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. My heart is always to serve you with so much love and connection. Have an amazing week and be sure to come back next week for another awesome episode. Please understand that anything shared on my show, the Rebuild You podcast, is intended to give you tips, tools, and strategies to help you rebuild and transform your life. While I am a certified coach, be sure to seek professional medical advice when you feel necessary.